Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello sports fans and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. Today I want to talk about the 1970s Baltimore Colts who went from riches to rags, back to riches and back to rags again. 1970s was an up and down decade for the Baltimore Colts. After a disappointing 8-5-1 record in 1969, head coach Don Shula left to coach the Miami Dolphins and was replaced by Don McCafferty. After the NFL and the AFL merger, the Colts were one of three NFL teams to start the 1970 season in the American Football Conference. After barely defeating the San Diego Chargers in Week 1, the Colts were humiliated by the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs 44-24 on Monday Night Football. But the team bounced back to win their next six games, including a 35-0 win over the Dolphins. They won four of their next six games to finish the season with an 11-2-1 record. The Colts shut out the Cincinnati Bengals 17-0 in the playoff game, and a week later they beat the Oakland Raiders 27-17 in the AFC Championship. Two weeks later, the Colts defeated the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl on a last-second Jim O'Brien field goal. It was their first World Championship victory since 1959. Despite their 14-2-1 record and winning the Super Bowl, only three Colts players made it to the Pro Bowl. Safety Jerry Logan, middle linebacker Mike Curtis, and defensive end Bubba Smith. The 1971 Colts finished the regular season with 10 wins and four losses. Although their record was not as impressive as the year before, the team looked dominant at times, and it seemed they had an excellent chance of winning the Super Bowl again. The defense was solid, shutting out three opponents while holding two other teams to only a field goal. During one three-game stretch, the Colts outscored their opponents 97-10. They easily defeated the Cleveland Browns 20-3 in the playoff game 
and were now just one win away from their third Super Bowl appearance in four years. But it was not to be, as the Colts played their worst game of the season, losing 21-0 to the Miami Dolphins in the AFC Championship game. Fullback Norm Bullash, strong safety Jerry Logan, center Bill Curry, tackle Bob Vogel, and linebacker Mike Curtis made the Pro Bowl. Defensive end Bubba Smith, outside linebacker Ted Hendricks, and free safety Rick Volk made the Pro Bowl and All-Pro. The Colts started the 1972 season with a new owner, Robert Ursay. After a 1-4 start, coach Don McCafferty lost his job. The aging Colts finished the season with a 5-9 record, their first losing season in 16 years. The Colts were shut out in three games, and interim coach John Sandusky and his entire staff were fired at season's end. Center Bill Curry, defensive back Bruce Laird, and linebacker Ted Hendricks made the Pro Bowl. Things didn't improve in 1973 as the Colts went 4-10. Johnny Uniteds and many other Colts players were traded in the offseason. In a Week 9 game against the Dolphins, the Colts were humiliated 4-0. It was the fourth game in a row that Miami shut out Baltimore. The combined score of those four games was Miami 104, Baltimore 0. Linebacker Ted Hendricks was the only player to make the Pro Bowl. It only got worse in 1974. The Colts started 0-3 and coach Howard Schnellenberger was fired and replaced by general manager Joe Thomas. The Colts finally won a game in week 6 after getting outscored in their first five games 149-40. They finished the season with a dismal 2-12 record. Middle linebacker Mike Curtis was the only player on the team to make the Pro Bowl. 1975 would see another coaching change as Ted Marshaboda was hired to lead the team. The Colts won their opener 35-7, but hopes for a winning season died quickly when the team lost their next four in a row. But the team rallied around second-year quarterback Burt Jones and put together a nine-game win streak to finish the season 10-4. Baltimore fans began referring to the 1975 season as the miracle on 33rd Street. Unfortunately for Colts fans, their team had to play the defending Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoff game and lost 28-10. But it was a successful season that no one could have predicted. Ted Marshabroda won the NFL Coach of the Year award. Lydell Mitchell became the first Baltimore Colt to rush for over 1,000 yards in a season. Mitchell made the Pro Bowl 
as did defensive end John Dutton and offensive tackle George Coons. After posting a 2-4 record in the preseason, owner Robert Ursay and general manager Joe Thomas criticized head coach Ted Marshabota, who in turn resigned. The dispute between the three men was quickly resolved and Marshabota returned to his coaching duties. The 1976 Colts finished the season with an 11-3 record. But once again, they faced the unenviable task of playing the two-time defending Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers. The game wasn't close as the Steelers won easily, 40-14. Receiver Roger Carr, running back Lydell Mitchell, quarterback Burt Jones, tackle George Coons, defensive end John Dutton, and kicker Tony Linhart made the Pro Bowl. Jones, Mitchell, and Dutton also made All-Pro. Mitchell and Carr gained over 1,000 yards, and Burt Jones won the NFL MVP award. After 10 weeks, the 1977 Baltimore Colts had nine wins and only one loss, and they appeared to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. But then they lost three games in a row and were in jeopardy of not making the playoffs, much less the Super Bowl. They needed to win their final game of the season, and they did. Once again, they played the defending Super Bowl champions in the playoff game, this time the Oakland Raiders. In one of the best playoff games ever played, the Colts lost a heartbreaker in double overtime. 37 to 31. John Dutton, George Coons, Lydell Mitchell, Burt Jones, Tony Linhart, and defensive tackle Mike Barnes made the Pro Bowl. 1978 got off to a terrible start. Star running back Lydell Mitchell was traded to the San Diego Chargers after an off-season contract dispute. Quarterback Burt Jones separated his shoulder in a preseason game and would miss most of the season. The Colts lost their first two games of the season by a combined score of 80-0. to They won five of their next nine games, but finished the season with a dismal 5-11 record. Not one player on the team made it to the Pro Bowl. Star defensive lineman John Dutton left the team to join the Dallas Cowboys and quarterback Burt Jones played in only four games due to his still ailing shoulder. The end result was another 5-11 record for the 1979 Colts. The only player to make the Pro Bowl was running back Joe Washington. Coach Ted Marshaberta lost his job at season's end. So the bottom line for the 1970s Baltimore Colts, their regular season record was 73 wins, 70 losses, and one tie. Their postseason record was four wins and four losses. They won four division titles. They won one AFC title. 
and they won one Super Bowl title. Okay, hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Until next time, thank you and God This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.